Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Ta-da! I'm living proof, baby. Miracles happen. How about that? You laugh, Alan, but Google's bailed me out of a lot of uh, things. I'm telling you, I had muscle cramps. It said, eat walnuts, almonds, and bananas. I've been, you see, I've been eating them like crazy. No cramps. Who needs doctors when you've got Google? This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> yeah, yep. Welcome to Hour 2. It's what we call the second half kickoff. If you're just tuning in for the day, it's episode number 476 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, RP. He is the co-host, Moose DuPont. What do you know, Moose? Hey. Life is good. People say you've got your Seattle Kraken uh, tracksuit on today. You'll get a logo burned into the other side. <laughs> what a great job that you can wear a tracksuit to work every day. Life, yeah. And it's expected. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, yeah, you know, I can wear whatever I want. Isn't that great? You're the boss. That's right. How about that? How about that? How about that? We had Darren Dreger with us from uh, TSN last hour talking some National Hockey League. And Dreg's agreed that the biggest storylines in the NHL right now really are just the stretch drives. Who's going to get in? Who's not? Bruins, Coyotes, Blues. We know who's getting in in Canada in the Scotia North Division. That's the drama, and that's pretty good drama. There's other off-ice stuff that you may or may not want to talk about. We actually didn't have time with Dregs to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's amazing, by the way, that it is May the 3rd, and we don't know What's happening for the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? And it's not the NHL's fault. It's really no different than the Canadian Football League in terms of it's not the CFL's fault that they don't know whether they're going to play or not because it's out of their hands, just like the NHL, the border situation, and COVID controls is out of their hands. Yeah. Whew. I know. 13 months of this stuff. Unbelievable. And it's got to be stressful for them. It is. It has to be. And, and they'll come up with a great plan. I know they've got options. They're not sitting here being like, we don't know what we're going to do and we don't have a plan. And, you know, if we don't come up with one, we're not going to be able to play. They have options. They just haven't decided what's going to be the right. best option. And, and their preferred option maybe hasn't been completely approved yet. But they'll make sure something works. That's, it'll happen. For sure. And so, again, we don't go through the quick six show topics here to kick off the second hour like we used to. If you want that, you got to be here right off the start of the show. Right? Coffee That's starts right. at 10 Mountain. Um, so what we're talking about is frankly, Tuesday night's CFL draft. And, you know, we closed our one saying what you'd like to see the CFL go to. And I'm hearing more and more talk of an American draft in the CFL. I don't know if it'll ever happen. They currently have the negotiation list. And hockey, junior hockey, works not a lot different than that with their 50-man protected roster, right? It's the same thing. But nobody really knows who goes on and who goes off. It's kind of a secretive thing. I hope the CFL moves to an American draft. But why I've stopped over the last couple of years thinking about the glitzy Canadian Football League draft and what it could be and what we saw over the weekend with the NFL, mainly because my vision of what I would like to see happen for the CFL isn't what they want to see happen for their vision. So why would I waste my time? That's right. Fair enough? Yeah. Yeah, and... It's frustrating, right? When when I'm not frustrated. No, but I'm not. That's for sure. Don't put words on. I'm my not. Mind. But you do saying, you. I'll do me. It can be frustrating. Like I would be frustrated. Yeah. Um, 
because you want to see the league grow. And no matter what, I just, I'm always uh, of the belief that anything is possible. All doors are open. You know, keep everything on the table as long as possible. And it just seems like certain places don't want that. Right. Like, no, it's not going to work. Well, have you even explored this? No, it's not going to work. It costs money. It costs money. That's the big one. That's the big one. Yeah. I can't remember who the heck I was talking to on the weekend. I was talking to a lot of people, as you know. But it was that same thing. Cost money run. What about the Best Buy CFL Canadian College Draft? You know what I mean? Cool. Because Just this morning, you had NFL Network on in here, and I yeah. always give him spit for that because right. just to get – let me just say – there was an ad for Best Buy on the NFL Network this morning. I thought, well, clearly they're advertising on football. They're on the NFL Network. Right. But I smack his hands every time, and I change the channel to Game Plus, who those guys are watching right now in downtown Toronto, because I was raised in the radio business of Willie Cole, that if you didn't have a radio, if your radio wasn't on CKRM, our station, <laughs> God help you, son. Look at it would be 40 lashes. And that's for his own kids, too, on the radio in the car. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm putting it on Z99. No, you're not. This is what puts food on the table. <laughs> Game Plus is putting food on the table. What the hell's wrong with you? That's right. Putting on NFL Network. That's right. Never again. Am I wrong or? You're not wrong. Is this the way I was raised? It's the way you were raised. It's what we love about you, right? It's 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 is your it? values. Love and a love is a is a strange word, isn't it? It's a strong term. <laughs> it's it's a, what we've learned to live with with you, Rod. Yes, exactly. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, he writes in and says, "Like the Marks Labor Day weekend." What are you saying? So they've attached the name to a game that sold out for 100 years. Sure. They don't need any money to go into promoting a Labor Day game. Does he mean to argue, or am I taking it defensively? No, I think, well, I don't think he means to to argue. Well, they already have it sold to Mark. So you're just saying... He's an example. Yeah. I'm saying the best buy CFL draft. Whatever. I mean, what... (laughs) Thanks for the reminder, Jeff, because Saturday night I'm watching the Orders Flames going back and forth with Netflix. All the signs in the rink look like a damn garage sale. Did you notice that? No. Top of the glass, the boards, over the glass, the helmets. I'm like, oh, my God. Anything so these guys don't have to take a pay cut, though. But good on them for selling it. It just looked... Like, you like the tasteful no ads as much as you can. I don't really care. Make it look like NASCAR if you want, as long as the players are getting paid. But with the Canadian Football League, let's cut the players' salaries by 40% to play in 2021. Like, (laughs) that's That's one of the problems that I have with all this. Um, From Craig Campbell watching in Newmarket, Ontario. He says, this CFL head office regime appears to have a believe in it and build it philosophy you're gonna have to explain what are they building because one cfl guy that i talked to this weekend figures that they could play this year without all nine teams and i said stop 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 i mean although i've heard there are teams i'm not gonna name them who would like to play without those that don't want to play you can't 
from what I've been led to believe, it's in the league constitution that you're playing with all nine teams. And my God, what? Other than if the East Coast Hockey League, where you voluntarily opted out, that happened. Yeah. But if that was the case, why would the CFL not already have said we're playing? I would they have done it already? You would think if they knew that they were playing no matter what, they would have said it and they would have the new schedule out and we would be buying tickets for those games if we could go to the games. Well, okay, so we have it a little backwards here. Chris in Toronto writes in, Chris Bird. He says, maybe I'm wrong, but the big events in the CFL are easy to sell sponsorships like Mark's Labor Day or Shaw Grey Cup, but who's lining up to sponsor the draft? But that's the point. We have it backwards here. Let's go back to um, Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Let's make it a thing that they want to sponsor because all it has been for the last, since I've been covering the CFL draft for 30 years, for the most part, has been a conference call. That's really all that it still is. Why would you want to put your name on that? Why w- wouldn't you want to put your name on what we saw with Roger Goodell and all those idiotic, crazed fans? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Let's make it something that somebody would want to sponsor. The Best Buy CFL Draft. Don't we have the cart ahead of the horse here a little bit? Yeah, no, no. You have to be willing to spend the money and invest in it to build it so that a sponsor could put their name on it. Right. You can promise, oh, it's going to be big. We are going to make it big. Put your name on it. That's always a little bit tougher, right? Because now you're selling, which is a little bit of the marketing game. But build it. And make it something that people want to be a part of. And look at the spinoff you would get. We're not, unfortunately, spending the, the next three, four weeks after tomorrow talking about how this player is going to impact the Ottawa Red Blacks and how this player fits into their receiving group, right? Yeah. It's Canadian depth. It's Canadian starters, potentially. And that's great. But if you had this American draft, we'd be talking about what they did in college and whose records they broke and this and that. And they're going to be the number one receiver. And we talk about their, they all probably went to the combine. So we're going to talk about their 40 times. And we're going to talk about, we've now got a new receiver. And this guy might be an all-star. And he's in line to be, you'd be drafting quarterbacks. (laughs) Like, it would be incredibly exciting. Rob in um, Kingston, Ontario says, same with soccer, Rod. If you build that stadium in Saskatoon, the soccer fans will come. 100% field of dreams. That's what I'm saying. You can't sell sponsorship for something that nobody wants to put their name on right now. So build the draft. Make it the big deal that they want to put their name on. But again, I'm getting sucked down this rabbit hole. As I said, the CFL does not have the same vision that I have. And that's fine. I don't get frustrated by that stuff anymore. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says the Rona Canada kickoff was a thing for years WestJet and Scotiabank used to sponsor the divisional playoffs. Yeah, fair. Here's another one. This is from my USA Today app, dupes. Or where is it? No, The Athletic. Trending. Here's what's trending today. Okay. The 2022 NFL draft. We just got out of the 2021 <laughs> NFL draft. And there, now it's trending next year's. It's that year-long but no, in the CFL, it's, let's go away. Let's go away. Let's not do interviews in the offseason. Hopefully, they'll forget about us and they'll leave us alone. Okay? Let's just, shh, maybe if we don't answer their calls, they'll stop calling us and they'll talk about something else. That, 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 that would be ideal for us. 
You got it. Ask and you shall receive. We don't want to bother our players in the offseason. It's their offseason ride. Stop asking for interviews with our players and coaches because it's their offseason. They deserve an offseason. So stop. At your service. Uh, Ray. Funny because it's true. It's funny because it's not damn funny at all. And they wonder why they are where they are. Ray in the six writes in. Hi, Rod. Just wondering, did you have a chance to watch the NASCAR race yesterday? I know you're starting to get into it. A nice steal for the win for Kyle Busch. This from Ray. No. Obviously, Ray was not watching Last Hour Moose because what did I say? You were golfing. It's the summertime and you will find me on a golf course on a boat. Not in front of the television. Unless unless it's, you know, raining or a crappy day. Yeah. From Dave, <laughs> I got myself worked up into the, no, the, nobody put me in a bad mood but myself. I need to go have a timeout. Okay. Because here's my initial thinking. Dave writes in for Majani. He says, hi, guys. I have an idea for you. I would like to see on your backdrop a world map. Every time you get a viewer from a new city, mark it and watch your global domination happen. Ooh. Thanks. From Dave Drews in Regina. Thanks, Dave. Well, Clark's, Clark thinks it's a great idea. Clark says, because <laughs> he's just being nice. You know where my mind immediately went? I'm going to come to your house, Dave, and point out what I'd like to see in your living room and in your backyard. And <laughs> yeah. And that's wrong. That's on me. You should really have a photo of Mosaic Stadium on that wall. Yeah, you should be. I'm a Ryder fan. You know, I'm not digging. The paint color here of your kitchen and your backsplash is a little 70s. You know what I mean? Nobody asked you. <laughs> it's it's the response. I'm the wrong one here, not you, Dave. Thank you. You're, you're right. I'm wrong. It's a good idea. Les writes in from the 662. As a longtime CFL fan, the only tradition that matters the most is continuing to see the Riders play. Once things get back to normal, the XFL will take off with or without the CFL. If the league misses this chance to become more viable, it may be too late. The ratio needs to go. As a farmer, I have to compete globally. No one holds my hand if I can't. Les Zeller from Golden Prairie. Well, I was thinking about this on the weekend. I was talking to a country music DJ. And he said, Shania Twain would have never made it without the CanCon rule in Canadian radio. She'd have never been found. And I'm thinking, good is good. I mean, I don't know how long the Canadian content rule's been around. As a broadcaster, I'd, I'd rather you didn't know I was Canadian. We're on the air in 31 states in America. They don't even know that we're Canadian. Because there's that, ew, he's Canadian. I'd rather you didn't know. So I, I'm lost on the ratio. I'm lost on it. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, because the hockey guys are literally like, they have what? They don't even know what a ratio is. And I'm spending all my time with the hockey no, guys. No, that's, that's the hockey term of like, well, you got to have these three kids on because their dad's volunteered to coach. So they have to come on the team. Just, you know. 
because their dads are here, they have to be on the team. Otherwise, if they're not on the team, dads aren't coaching. So these three get the spots just by automatic. The rest of you are you fighting know, for the other spots. The guy, and we'll, we will talk briefly on the ratio with Jeff Reinbold next, okay? Because he's mostly here to talk National Football League draft and a rap and all the rest. And can you stick around oh, yeah. for an analysis of how your Titans did? Just one more from John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. When did this become the comedy channel, Rod? You're cracking me up, bro. <laughs> did you know that I've been nominated, my family, to go on Family Feud? Canadian no. Family Feud? What? <laughs> yeah. You I'm have. I'm not yeah. sure that we're ready for that. How about that? That and more coming up with Coach Reinbold. Hang on. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. Follow us on Twitter at May and at earthechofoods. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 476 of the RP Show continues, and we've started a holy war on the ratio as it relates to hockey, and uh, there's some XFL talk on there. We brought him on for an NFL recap, draft week recap, however. Jeff Reinbold joins us, the Ticats special teams coordinator, uh, Sky Sports NFL coordinator. Coach Reinbold, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, doing good, Rod. How are you? Good. Who are the generals? Is that the Washington generals? Did you spend some time with them? No, no, this is a, uh, this is a team in the pro spring league. It's a, uh, it's a developmental league that, that goes on in the spring and a bunch of uh, NFL colleagues of mine asked me to come down and coach in it for, for a month and, and help these kids. It, it's really an interesting, it's an interesting uh, opportunity for guys that have been in the NFL, been cut, uh, Guys that never had a pro day. Every one of these kids has a story. We've got guys with five years of NFL experience up in this in this league, but they're guys that are looking to go back there, and it's an opportunity for them to play and get on tape and play in front of the pro scouts. 
Well, you know, I, I know we brought you on to talk NFL draft, and I don't want to derail that, but I know you worked in the spring league last year because Drew Tate told me, and I watched those games, and Marcel Belfay was down there. How was that experience before you unfortunately got shut down because of COVID? Well, you know, I, I, let's be honest. I'm a lifer, and <laughs> I'll be coaching probably until they, they either tell me I can't anymore or, you know, I, or, you know I'm in the ground. So it, I enjoy it. I, I love being around the kids. I love being around the coaches. There's so many guys that, you know, Kevin Gilbride, who was the, the head coach in San Diego and has two Super Bowl rings from his time as the offensive coordinator with the Giants is here. Uh, Larry Kirksey, who coached in the NFL, is here. Bart Anders, who coached in the NFL on the, on the Titans Super Bowl team. Uh, you know, there's just a ton of guys here that that I know and respect. And it's kind of like a, a I guess it's kind of like uh, a NFL coaches convention for old guys. But uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, listen. I got invited, I don't know if you saw this, on the Zoom call with Coach Wiley last night. I don't know if you guys crossed, ever stopped in the same team, but I was the only yes, media. Where did you coach with him? Bob and I have been, I've known Bob since, gosh, when Bob was in college and I was just getting started in coaching. And then once upon a time, and it's a great story that'll be in my book when I write my book, I interviewed for a job with the Calgary Stampeders and Bob was in the line of coaches that Larry Kuharik was interviewing at the convention in Spa on the on the exercise bike. So again, I won't go any for, more. <laughs> I won't go any much further than that, except that I will tell you that the interview concluded in the sauna. So that, I'm Ooh. just going to leave it at that. Well, listen, hey, you'll get this, though. I'm the only media guy on this coach's call last night, and for 10 minutes they're going, who was the God-center-God combo in Winnipeg in 07? <laughs> and I'm like this, whew. And But then they got around to some really interesting stuff, and uh, it was an honor to be part of it, but you know football, guys. But anyways... Let's talk NFL draft, man. Who won it? Hey, first of all, before yeah. we t- let's talk about those Titans because your man over yeah. there Put is a on. Titans fan. All right, let's go. <laughs> What's your breakdown? I want to hear. I want to hear your breakdown. I mean, as a the fan in me is disappointed we didn't really draft any anybody. I don't want to say sexy, you know, tight end, pass catcher. Um, we got one in the fourth round, but it's not often that late guys like that turn into impactful players right away. Um, I like the pick of the corner in round one. If they think his back's okay, I think his back's okay. He's really fast. I like that pick. Um, but the lack of, of filling that spot at tight end left by John and Smith and Corey Davis is, uh, you know, the, the, the number two wide out. That's a little bit of a concern. You know what? When you look at the draft and you think about um, we had – the tight end class was really interesting because you had such a high-end player in yeah. Pitts from Florida. And then after that, it was a, I mean, it was a serious drop before you got to any kind of athletic tight ends. So I understand why they wouldn't go tight end because you'd have to really overdraft a guy. But you look at the guys that they got, right? And w- this is what's so important about everybody to understand about the draft. When you miss on a first rounder, it sets your organization back years. So last year they draft Isaiah Wilson out of uh, Georgia, and he's going to be the tackle of the future, you know, to pair to pair with Taylor Lewan. And then he plays four plays his entire rookie season, 
and it is such a such a mess that they have to cut him so they get no value for their first round pick now they have to go back in and and they they draft Dylan Radness from from uh, North Dakota State which is a good pick and a safe pick and a solid pick but that certainly wasn't the way they planned on on going with the draft and so now they have to take an offensive tackle to fill a hole that happened last year because they missed on a kid's character and they and you have a poor tight end draft you see how the thing just kind of it's a like a domino effect but i'll tell you what elijah molden that's a that is a honey badger type player i'm not saying he's the honey badger but he's a honey badger type player you're gonna like that kid Wow. Well, hey, when you say whiffing on your first-round pick, you th- I think of Oakland Raiders, Jamarcus Russell. What about Trey Lance at number three? He seems to me far from a sure thing for the 49ers. Were you caught off guard or surprised at all when they took him? Well, Rod, this is what made this draft so unique and so tough. You've got so many uncertainties, right? First of all, the scouts haven't been able to be on the road like they normally would. The, we had so many players opt out. This kid played one game last year. They basically put on a showcase game so he could play, and he didn't play all that well in that game. So you're talking about a guy with a very, very limited body of work at a at a low-level program. Now, again, let's be honest. North Dakota State's a good football program, but the corners and linebackers and the people he faces are not the ones you're seeing in the SEC or the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. So you have to factor that in. The kid is an athlete. He's got great big arm. He, he's got good feet. He's intelligent. He's got all the right qualities. But the step he's going to have to make from North Dakota State to the National Football League is a huge step. Right. And I think people have got to be patient with him and they've got to give him time to develop because he has the he has the physical tools. But again, I I talked to Trent Dilfer one time and and we were talking about going from a place like Fresno to be the franchise quarterback of the Tampa Bay Bucks, which is what he was anointed to be. And he said, Jeff, you can't understand and neither can anybody that hasn't gone through it. The enormity of playing quarterback in the National Football League of being the face of the franchise, the amount of work that goes into it, the amount of information you got to process, the pressure on you on a daily basis, and the expectations and all of it. So, you know, again, I really, really think it's important that, that we exercise caution, you know, when we start anointing these guys as being the next guy. Now, that's what they're drafted to become. And in this day and age in pro football, the, the developmental time that you have is very, very short window because they want results now. And it's a, it's a now business. And that's so, you know, again, I, I was a little bit surprised with that pick. Um, but when I would, when I watched Justin Fields real close, I can see why they would go that way. Cause Justin Fields has work to do in other areas. Coach Reinbold, uh, would you have normally been at the draft for sky sports duties? Yeah, normally we, we would, yeah, normally we're, we have an atten- you know we have a presence at the draft, and I really enjoy it because you know it's it's the culmination of all these teams work for for years really with the with the high draft pick guys like the first round guys they've been trailing and doing body you know work on them for probably two years, and the advanced scouts first write them up, and then the area scout goes in, and then the director scouting goes in, and then they have the pro day and the combine and all of that. So they will have seen this kid many many times, and they have a real good feel for him. But even at that, and we just talked about Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson, when you, even at that, it's about a 50-50 proposition with first-round quarterbacks. 
because for every Josh Allen, there's a Josh Rosen. And that's <laughs> just the way the draft is. So you got to be really careful when you, when you start saying, okay, we found our guy. You found your guy when he, when he goes on the field and produces. The reason I ask is I just wondered how in-depth you go with draft preview stuff, i.e. a mock draft, because Todd McShay last week, I'm laughing at him. He's got the Patriots taking Mac Jones at 15. I'm like, as if he's going to be. What happens? I'm like, how did he know? How did he know? And what do you think about that? It's interesting, Rob. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, we did something this year on my podcast that really was a lot of fun. We we had fans from – the 32 NFL teams pick first round draft choice, right? And as it played out, the guy who picked for the Patriots took Mac Jones because Mac Jones in our, in our mock draft, we called it the people's draft in our people's draft, Mac Jones slid. And I thought that was what was going to happen. I was really surprised when he got, when all that speculation went ran rampant that he was going to go to San Francisco because of the quarterbacks on the board, and obviously he was accurate in his, he, you know, he started 17 football games at Alabama. That's his, that's his body of work, right? And he's not a great athlete. And everybody projects, say, well, they say, well, Tom Brady wasn't a great athlete either. And I've actually seen their, their two, you know, combine pictures where they're standing in their shorts and they don't, they look like 50 year old guys, right? <laughs> but you got to remember there's one Tom Brady, right? So to say he's the next Tom Brady, you got to be really cautious because there's been a lot of guys that got drafted that they said was going to be the next one, and, you know, they're not playing anymore. Well, quarterbacking Alabama, you got a pretty good defense to go with you there. I was looking at Mac Jones, and I'm like, this suit, can we put him in a nice-fitting suit at least? You get clothes, Jeff. You're a clothes horse. You understand it. But listen, let's wind this up with all that matters. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And we had a great chat with your guy, Baldy, here the last time he was on, Cowboys alum. Yeah. Six defensive players, and they picked 11 in all, I believe. How did you feel about the way the America's team walked away from the table? Well, when you factor the, the, the Dak factor into it, right, that he's going to be back, and he appears he's going to be healthy, came off that, that injury, which was a bad injury, very well. The whole thing with Dallas is, can they get the defense fixed? Right now, initially they were going to go corner with that first pick, and then J.C. Horn, whose whose father Joe played in the CFL, went out of uh, Carolina, went to Carolina, and Sertain, the quarterback out of Alabama, was off the board. They had to go linebacker, and they they took the best defensive player on the board at that time. Which, you know, you look at Jalen Smith; he did not play that well last year. Leighton Vander Esch may not get his fifth year uh, tender picked up because he's had so much trouble with his neck. They almost had to go linebacker when the two cor- two top corners went off the board and they stayed on defense through the draft. If Dan Quinn can get the, the, the defense fixed in Dallas, Dallas is going to score points. So, you know, again, I understand totally why the Cowboys would go that direction. I got to say this, though, and now my mind's triggering. I got a million questions for you. There's some character issues with some of their picks, Jeff. And I don't know where you stand on this. You know, they say you don't win without character people. Dallas, we got Michael Gregory playing all right at the end. That, that, it paid off waiting for him. We don't know what's going on in the locker room. Where are you on that? 
Well, I think every organization has its own philosophy, Rod, and certainly the Cowboys, and you look at their history, Jerry has been, and we'll go back to when he first bought the club, Jerry has been a guy that was willing to take a flyer on a kid or take a risk on a kid if he felt the athleticism and the, the playing ability offset the risk of you know the character issue right and so every organization has different feeling about that new england is almost 100 percent the opposite way right they they have the highest percentage of college graduates on their team they have for the whole time you know belichick's been there because the ability to process information and play multiple positions and all that stuff is really important to them to the cowboys they want athletes much like and you got to remember jerry jones's mentor as an owner Al Davis, and there was nobody that took more risks on character guys that he felt could help him play than Al Davis was. So I, again, you can see how this this thing has been built in in Dallas. Ah, uh, yeah, and three Super Bowls off the hip hop, and uh, <laughs> trust me, I've been following it very closely. And lastly, Jeff, we're 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 loving your social media, your Instagram, life looks great on the, is it the big, I've never been to Hawaii, right? I've been invited a million times. I got to get over there. How's life over there? It, it's fantastic. I live on the big Island of Hawaii and, um, Rod, it's, it's, uh, I, I kind of pinch myself every day and say, boy, boy, how did I, how did you fall into this one? But you know, I feel very, very fortunate and blessed. Good for you. Well, you deserve it. Coach, I appreciate the visit. Let's do it again soon and hope to see you soon back here in the great white north. Let's do it. Awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeff Reinbold, Hamilton Tiger Cats, a special teams coordinator and NFL analyst for Sky Sports. Got a lot out of that, eh, Moose? I appreciate the homework you did on the Titans. He was ready for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I appreciate it. It's you good. almost ran out of the room to take a call. I'm like, you're no, 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 no. no. You got to stay here for this. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. And it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back with a sports update. Overtime. Stick around, everybody. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to a sports update first. It's winner go home at the World Under 18 Men's Hockey Championship. Canada is looking to remain perfect. In the tournament, when it faces the Czech Republic in quarterfinal action this afternoon, the Canadians went 4-0 in the preliminary round to finish atop Group A. Josh Tarswell scored 25 seconds into overtime to lead the Red Deer Rebels over the Calgary Hitmen 5-4 in the Western Hockey League Sunday. Kalen Lind and Arshdeep Baines each scored twice for the Rebels. How about this, Darren? The Rebels have now won two in a row after previously losing 13 straight. On a roll. Let's put that out there. Way to go, Sean Sutter. Two first period goals by Cone Zimmer set the tone for the game and led the way for Prince George over Vancouver 5-2. A Ryan Chazowski hat trick was the difference as the Medicine Hat Tigers beat Lethbridge 6-2. Cole Fonstead scored twice, including the winner at 13.06 of overtime and added a helper to leave the Everett Silvertips over Spokane 3-2. Dustin Wolf stopped 30 shots for the win. 
And Jared Davidson found the back of the net with 152 remaining in the third to break a 4-4 deadlock. And the Seattle Thunderbirds beat the Portland Winterhawks 5-4. Jaden DeRose scored twice for the Winterhawks, a man who sat in that chair the week after the NHL draft, if don't you know. I remember. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays open a four-game set against the Oakland A's tonight. The Jays have won three in a row after sweeping the Atlanta Braves. Steven Matz gets the ball for Toronto, looking to bounce back from a tough outing his last time out. Frankie Montes is on the mound for the A's, who lead the American League West. I have learned because of all of our Toronto viewers, I no longer say Toronto. That was beaten into my head by an old radio guy. Say it the way it's spelt, Toronto. And these Toronto people are saying, you don't say it that way. What's wrong with you? Calgary. It's Calgary. It's Calgary. Toronto. So I've, after all these years in the business, I've changed the way I say Toronto. You're welcome. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Oka. Order yours today at G2GBars.ca. RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. I wanted to mention, um, let's just dive right into viewer takeover right now. What do you say, Moose? Let's do it. Ken in Saskatoon writes in, Says, another great show. Dreger and Reinbold are always fantastic interviews. Highly entertained today. Thank you, Canon Saskatoon. But we still got 20 minutes left in the program, so don't go turning off your TV. Uh, from Leonard in the 536, regarding that farmer earlier that said, why do we have a ratio? I can make it on my own. Here's the holy war. I was telling you about mm -hmm. Leonard says my response to the farmer. If we had a lot of government subsidies, like what the farmers got over the years, the CFL would be just fine. <sighs> I'm just going to back off. Stay away from that one. Okay. Because I see both sides and I'm more with the farmer guy, right? I don't get this ratio thing. Just it, it seems either incredibly complex or not that complex at all. But as I said, with now close to 50% of our viewers being American, which reminds me, come up from America to Canada, buy a car at Capital, go get it washed at Suds, go to Ballers for lunch, and pick up a cell phone at Prairie Mobile. How about that? And then you can go home. Because our sponsors, the big ones, are from Canada. That's right. Around here. So that's important. But, I, but, but again, I don't... I've, I don't care about being Canadian in terms of our business. Is, a, is it far more complex than that? I know that it is more complex than that in football, but is it as complex, Darren, as it's purported to be? It is when you get into the nuances of being on the field, not being on the field, where you're lined up, positions, what positions can't count and don't count. I mean, when you know it, it's in incredibly simple, but at the heart of it, it's a ratio that protects Canadians to play the Canadian game. That's the heart of it. And we love that, right? I think, I think there's no question that we love that the Canadian game protects itself and wants to ensure that there's Canadians playing the Canadian game at the highest level. So I think the spirit of it is great. From Brady, hey, Rod, Cole Caulfield with a storybook uh, book, first goal in OT winning fashion. I haven't screamed that loud in forever. 
Those are the types of moments you miss the fans in the building because Bell Center would have been rocking. Habs have a shot at making it out of the first round if they pass the Jets. That from Brady. Uh, uh, Troy in Toronto watching regarding the Jeff Reinbold interview says, great behind-the-scenes insight on the NFL draft from Jeff. Love this kind of information being shared so the average fan can get a glimpse into the work that goes into trying to hit on kids that will succeed and fit long-term. That's from Troy. Jeff the Stamps fan says, Rod also pronounces Calgary wrong. I don't think that I do. Do I? No, I don't. I used to. I used to say Calgary. And I don't. I say Calgary. But you know what? I'll never please the people of Calgary, so who cares? (laughs) From Brady Leovold. Remember Brady? From the Mental Health Hockey Podcast Network, the former Kelowna Rocket and Swift Current Bronco. He says, full disclosure, I love the show, but I watch to learn from the best. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to have you on my show here coming up. That is next Sunday night that I'll be on his podcast. Um, from Metal Shingle Guy, writes in, well, if the CFL survives, Rod, it will need the heartland sharing revenue to the big three. June deadline is six weeks. Ontario record COVID? Not happening. Well, I saw the huge wars going back. And Clark, you tell me when I'll break and we'll come back for OT. But I saw the huge wars on social media over the weekend. Did not participate. Did not stick my toe in any of them. Just watched mm-hmm. over the anti-vaccine, the maskers, the this, the that. I got my shot. Waiting to get back to normal. I see that there's 3 million doses of vaccines being shipped into Canada. That sounds good. Are they going to play? Are they not going to play? I, I told you I was talking to one player's parent who said he's in youth sports football and his coach goes, I saw the co- comments from the coach. He sounds concerned for next fall. It has nothing to do with the virus. It has everything to do with money and the border. So I don't really have an opinion anymore. I, if, like the guy that stuck his neck over the fence, his head over the fence of my backyard. He goes, are they going to play in the CFL this year? I said, well, right now I think no. And he started yelling at me, kind of, or arguing with me. I said, do you want my opinion or not? You have, you, clearly, you have your own. You don't want to hear what I have to say, so don't ask. We'll turn it all over to the viewers next, okay, for overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. And listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You wanna add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And Moose Dupont is here on the entire crew. Ryan, Jordan, Clark all together on this Monday. It's overtime, as we say, and I like to call it a viewer takeover. we got a lot of time for it. And boy, have we learned a lot today, by the way. Well, it's stuff that you and I already knew. Right. But we've educated some folks here. For instance, Jeff in Winnipeg says, uh, to be honest, Jeff Kabilis, he says, I didn't know Toronto was called Hogtown. 
Somebody said nobody calls Toronto Hogtown anymore, but it used to be the number one pork distributor in the country. Pretty simple, isn't it? Yep. Hogtown, Toronto. Is it not anymore, Hogtown? Just because you don't call it that doesn't mean they're not distributing pork anymore. That's right. On the CFL draft discussion, which we'll spend a lot more time tomorrow, you got a little bit of homework for the CFL fans out there. I want to know what you think your team needs in this draft on Tuesday night. Chris Paco, watching on Twitter, says, The draft has been televised. It's not exactly the NFL draft, as you don't even know half the players, and you'd be lucky to get players to attend unless unless they're local. So there is that. You know, I've been thinking a lot about things I've heard the last few weeks, and somebody somewhere, maybe it was you, said the CFL is really at a crossroads right now that the pandemic forced, and it's, are you going to go real big? Or are you going to go small? And that's a fork in the road in business, right? And they are a business. Yeah. Are you going to go big with this merger with the XFL? Or are you going to say goodbye to your bigger markets that will go to the XFL and you will be that six-team Canadian league? I don't know that that's where they're at, but it sure seems like that's where they're at. Completely. And it just makes me think of there was – this meme or this quote that I saw recently, and I don't usually drop other people's quotes, but you can't discover new land without being okay to let go of the shore, right? And, and not see the, the shore. You I say you can't gain there. something without giving something up. Right. You can't, you know, go big without risking this. You can't, you know, do anything great with a safety net underneath you. It just doesn't exist. You have to be willing to take on a little bit of risk. Do you play it safe? And go small and own that and be small and, and have a lot of success and have a low ceiling? Or do you go big but have this risk of, of not being able to get there? Right? Where well, are they at? And, and you're my, right. It's a crossroads. I love, love, love this. Our viewers responding. Jeff the Stamps fan says, my team needs O-line depth and linebacker types. That's Jeff the Stamps fan. From Jeff in Winnipeg, no idea what the Bombers need. It's been too long of a layoff. So there's that. From Aaron Beach, my team, the BC Lions, need new ownership and a season. Can we draft that in round one? (laughs) How about that? How about that? At least they're answering. From Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says the CFL has been going small for the past 15 years. It's time to roll the dice. And I think that they might. But for now, let's not look down the road of the XFL. Let's just talk about Tuesday night's draft. Monty writes in and he says, I hope you sports can play this season in Canada West football. Well, what Canada West football is looking at, the problems and hurdles, is different than what the CFL's looking at. And I outlined them a few, well, segments ago. It's not necessarily about the virus anymore. I would hope that by the fall, you can gather 80 men on a field. My God. Right? Forget about the stands. They don't draw big crowds anyways. That's not a problem for them. But do the universities want to foot the bill to put them out there and risk potential lawsuits? My God. I had a Rams guy tell me the other night that he drove past 40 kids were on a field playing football. By the time he got home, photos were put on Facebook and they were shamed and it was shut down. no. Welcome 
to Canada, everybody. Hussey's Huddle uh, writes in and says, Tiger Cats probably go best player at number one. I was thinking that, Hussey's Huddle. Thank you, by the way, for... I'm not nuts. They're 15-3. and three. What do they really need? The best receiver... Sorry, the best player is a receiver. Joshua Palmer out of Tennessee, who incidentally went to, the, to L.A. Chargers or Rams? Can't remember which one. Doesn't matter where he went, wasn't it, Palmer? Don't matter. When you got number one overall, you should take the best player, don't you think? You should. You, you should have that luxury... And by the way, what 15-3 and three team comes in at number one overall? <laughs> Only in Canada. <laughs> Welcome to Canada! For all of our American viewers that just got more confused. Wait, Canadians have to play and the best team gets the first pick? No, this doesn't happen often. But um, you take the best player available unless you're just stacked at that spot. If you have a franchise quarterback, you don't take a quarterback first overall. That's... You trade. And you're not going to. And you don't take another pick if there's a slam dunk number one. You trade out of that spot. William May, watching in Lloydminster, Canada's only border city, says Saskatchewan needs offensive tackle and cornerback and a good Canadian running back. Well, you got Kyle Borsa in there right in your backyard. I was thinking about that. The O-line's good. I think they would take a running back. I think they could or should. Uh, A linebacker because you lost Cam Judge. D-lineman. Why the heck not? <laughs> Here's one. Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York, says, I totally forgot Hamilton got first overall. That's why we need to talk about these things. It's all publicity. You can't just do it from your website as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. Jeff, the, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, that lottery system was a joke for the draft. We should call it Yahtzee. That's what it felt like to me. Hey, roll the dice. You're number one, Hamilton. Um, What do we got tomorrow? Oh, nice. Don Taylor. What a beaut. Did you know we got Don Taylor coming up tomorrow? I'm excited. One half of Donnie and Dolly from Czech TV in Victoria, formerly of TSN 1040. Trying to remember which station they were in Vancouver. Yes. Craig Smith just smashed it again. On the NFL draft, our director of scouting will be with us tomorrow, Smitty. That's just going to be fantastic. That's awesome. So thanks to Darren Dreger today, Jeff Reinbold, and most of all, you, everybody. Big day tomorrow as we preview the CFL draft. Until then, have a good one. See you tomorrow on Game Plus. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.